This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk a little college football is Brad Powers of BradPowersSports.com and Bet the Board Podcast. Brad, thanks so much for joining us. And goodness, I can't remember a Red River rivalry over the last few years that deserves this much attention because Texas is certainly in the national spotlight. Oklahoma is very much perhaps underrated. How do you see OU versus UT playing out? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you first and foremost as far as the the expectations coming into it. Uh, you know, the, the, probably the biggest one we've had in, in well over a decade here. You know, shades of you know the late two thousands uh, when it used to be one of the biggest games of the entire college football schedule, uh, and, and deservedly so. Both are unbeaten. Both have looked apart. Uh, Right now, Texas is taking a little bit of money in the marketplace. They're currently sitting around a six-point favorite. Seems fair to me, and I almost always say this just because it's the biggest game of the week. doesn't mean it necessarily offers the most value. i got to tell you, I'm kind of conflicted. So my power ratings say lean to Oklahoma. I should be taking Oklahoma plus six. But then I watch the tape, and I watch what Texas did against Alabama. I even watched last week against Kansas what Texas did. That game should have probably been a 40-point win for Texas. And I just see inconsistencies from Oklahoma's game, whether it's the first three quarters against SMU, a meandering performance against Cincinnati where they took advantage of Cincinnati's inability to execute in the red zone. And even last week, the first 20 minutes or so of that Iowa State game, just some inconsistencies there. So, I mean, I'm going to trust what I've seen on film. I'm going to lay it here with Texas, who's played the tougher schedule. Uh, Go ahead and hook them here, minus six for me. Brad, what do you think about what happened with the uh, title futures market? Because Georgia was brought back to the rest of the pack here a little bit. Another uh, close conference game over the weekend. And a lot of spots have a Georgia 3-1 to one, Michigan, 4-1 to one, Michigan ahead of Ohio State, the third favorite there. Uh, just overall thoughts on the top of the title market. Well, did I mean, this isn't hyperbole uh, or a hot take. I mean, this is the most wide-open national title race that we've seen in college football in 15 years. Uh, it's just you have 10, 12 teams that, that feel like and really should feel like they have a legitimate chance at it. And as far as I can only go speak to my power ratings, and my power ratings reflect that, uh, you know, let's just say I happen to get that one right as far as the, 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 the Texas uh, covering against Oklahoma. I would have Texas number one in my power ranks, not Georgia, not Michigan. Texas would move to number one in my power rings. And just the, the top four teams, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, all within a point and a half of one another right now. Uh, 
as far as my power rings. And then not far behind that, just a, another point or two is the, the Penn States and Florida States of the world, Oregon, Washington are in the mix. I mean, I have within a touchdown of one another, I have 14 teams in college football that would be priced within a touchdown of one another at the top. Keep in mind, in a 14 playoff era, we have seen multiple semifinals with double digit point spreads. And I'm telling you, I have 14 teams that would be a touchdown or less as far as a point spread. Wow. Well, speaking of Georgia, I mean, they've been struggling with slow starts, and now they face a Kentucky squad who took care of business easily against Florida. What do you like in this matchup this week? Yeah, good uh, good transition. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't liked Georgia at any point. How could you like anything you've seen from them this year? They haven't covered a single point spread, so they've been certainly overpriced in the market. They've been overpriced in my power ratings. Uh, they've had lackadaisical uh, efforts. Uh, doesn't seem like they turn on the light switch until they're down in games, whether it's the South Carolina game, whether it's last week against Auburn. And then you see the bits and pieces on why they're the two-time defending champs. One major reason, you know, Brock Bowers, uh, the, the outstanding tight end, I mean, a generational type tight end for them. What do I see as far as this week? Well, I got to tell you, Kentucky shocked me. Uh, not that they won against Florida, but the way in which they won. They dominated Florida at the point of attack. Uh, Davis had over three, you know, almost 300 yards rushing in that game. Uh, he's not going to get 300 yards against Georgia's defense, but I mean, they, they at least showed the ability from a very soft non-conference schedule to kick it into an extra gear or two. Do they have another gear in them? Uh, Cause that's what'll require to, to win on the road in Athens or maybe not to, to cover a 14 and a half point spread the way Georgia has been playing. My numbers say Georgia's the value pick. I am not bet the game yet. That was a long ways to, to talk for two minutes about saying I don't have a bet yet. <laughs> what I'm looking for is Georgia minus 14. The filibustering by Brad Powers is second to none. Well done there. I like it a lot. Uh, one game that stands out to me, uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, in large part because uh, Alabama, even though they did have that kind of bad loss against Texas, they've put it on against the Mississippi schools. And now they're on the road at Texas A&M. Alabama is a two and a half point favorite as uh, as they're the road team here. But I'm curious when it comes to a matchup like this, A, can Alabama cover the number? And B, is this a time for a buy low spot for the Tide if it's, say, getting into the playoff, winning the SEC, something like that? It could be a buy low spot for either team. I, I think the winner is kind of a dark horse there because obviously uh, LSU uh, already two losses uh, and defensively historically bad as far as they're concerned. So very, we talked about a wide open national title race, very wide open SEC West race. I, I would like to think that the winner of this game uh, naturally becomes the favorite. Uh, as far as buy low, I think Alabama has been buy low the last two weeks. Uh, I've been on them. Thankfully they've covered both games. I'm not sure that it's, high value pick in this week. I mean, they've struggled with A&M with better Alabama teams here in the last couple of years. I honestly should, should be maybe on a two game losing series, losing streak to a and the game came down to a final play a year ago. Uh, we've seen movement in the marketplace. I'd consider it sharp. Alabama was sitting there at three and a half fought right through the very key number on three on a big game on A&M. I agree with that move. I think A&M is a side at the current numbers. I prefer the under Alabama's defense is playing much better the last couple of weeks. I like what I've seen there. A&M's young defensive front is starting to find their footing there. So at the current number, since we're down through a key number, let's go ahead and go under. What is this, Notre Dame back-to-back road games? I'm not used to seeing this. So almost the same number that we saw at Duke 
a game they were very lucky to get out of there with a win. Uh, so it is six and a half. The Irish, six and a half point road favorites at Louisville, uh, a team that has not lost yet. Total 53 in the hook. Yeah, and the question I have is, you know, how many times can you keep getting back, you know, off the mat after, you know, knock them out, drag them <laughs> out fights, uh, Ohio State mm-hmm. and Duke were the, those two types of games. I mean, full 60-minute efforts. Notre Dame's already playing their seventh straight week already with no bye. I mean, going all the way back, you played your first game in Europe. So, uh, they, you know, the roster's a little bit beat up. Now, I think on the positive side for this week, they get two of their best wide receivers back. I don't think people realize Notre Dame was playing with a mass unit at wide receiver last week. I mean, four of their top seven wide receivers out of the lineup from where they started at the season. And I'm, not, I'm here to tell you it wasn't uh, number uh, four, five, six, and seven. It was their top guys were out. So having a, a guy like Jaden uh, Greathouse and Jane Thomas back should help them this week. I think Louisville's kind of fraudulent. You go through their season. Yes, they're 5-0. and oh. Yes, I like the Jeff Brom hire. Yes, they'll be amped up on a Saturday night. But if Notre Dame just focuses on themselves, doesn't commit stupid penalties like they did last week, I think there's a play here minus six and a half. I'm curious your thoughts overall on Michigan. My co-host Joe brought up how they've had a bit of a cupcake schedule to start the season. Do you downgrade them for that? Like, how do you think they're going to fare? What is their ceiling once they start facing some stiffer competition? Yeah, I've downgraded them slightly. I mean, until last week, they didn't cover a point spread. You can always, you know, yeah, they haven't, they played a soft schedule. So I always go, you know, the, the point spread is a great equalizer. It tells you what's the expectations. Whoa, coming into that game, they're a 35 point favorite. Oh, they only won by 17 or 20 points. Downgrade that they didn't meet expectations. I did like what I saw last week, obviously. They, they well overachieved expectations, uh, crushing Nebraska. And you wonder if that was kind of the light bulb. You know, you didn't have Harbaugh for the first few games of the season. Now are you, you're, you're getting into Big Ten play. But you have a little bit different mental, mentality, a little bit more urgency. I'm here to tell you, though, you're going to be saying this about their schedule until mid-November because taking a peek at it, they're not going to play a top nope. 40 team uh, until they play Penn State in, in, in November. They're going to be sitting there at 9-0 and and not playing anybody. So uh, as far as this week, I actually lean with them. I think Minnesota, another great matchup for Michigan. Minnesota can't throw the football. Compromised on offense if the running back can't go for them. Uh, could be something similar to like, like what we saw last week against Nebraska. He's Brad Powers. Make sure to follow him on X at Brad Powers 7 right here on BetQL Daily. I am required by law to talk about the Pac-12 conference. And as much as we may be enamored with the offenses pertaining to the USC, Washington, and Oregon, at some point they do have to play each other. So my question is, who do you think maybe offers value as far as winning the conference? And would you bet on any of them or maybe someone down the board to make the playoff? Oh, wow. I mean, personally, I think they beat up on one another uh, just because, I mean, there's no clear separator between the, the teams at the top. I mean, to put that in perspective, Oregon, Washington, USC are the top three teams in my power ranks. They're all within less than a point of one another. They all, it's not like one of them gets both teams at home. Uh, so they're, they're all, you know, next. Honestly, I think it'd be a great question to ask me after next week's game because we get the first big time matchup at the top with, with Oregon and Washington. I think Washington has the highest ceiling because I think their offense can be elite. But if you're asking me what is the most consistent team, offense, defense, most balanced, it'd be Oregon. And that's why right now they're number one in my power ratings as far as the Pac-12 goes. So I would, if you're looking to bet a future, probably Oregon for me, uh, just because I have more, I mean, obviously major question marks on USC's defense. And then 
you know, I didn't like what I saw from Washington last week. That, that was kind of their first kind of hole in their game. Can't believe I'm asking this, Brad, because I've been against this. But is Caleb Williams going to do it again? Is he going back-to-back? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, he might deserve so, but I, I don't think he w- will, and it will be nothing to do with his performance. Uh, he, uh, it'll be the, his teammates on the defense side of the ball that will probably cost him. Uh, if, he, if they go on beating in the regular season, he'll, he'll be the two-time uh, winner of the Heisman. I don't think they will. I think they'll drop a couple games unless they massively improve out of, out of nowhere on the defense side of the ball. They'll drop a couple games, and I think that'll cost them the Heisman. So many good quarterbacks in the Pac-12, and one that we don't talk about a lot is Cam Ward at, with Wazoo. Uh, this week at UCLA, they've got another good quarterback there. This spread at three. What do you like in this matchup? I like UCLA, but, I mean, you got to respect what you've seen from Washington State so far this season. Two big wins over Wisconsin and, obviously, Oregon State. Uh, that game really surprised me, how they performed against the Beavers. But uh, both of those games are at home. Not that the Rose Bowl is a tough place to play in, but this is a big-time uh, uh, <laughs> type of game, expectations on Washington State. And I'll tell you, you were mentioning defense in the Pac-12. There's one defense that's not getting enough love. Obviously, we know Utah's got a good defense out west, but uh, UCLA, uh, you think Chip Kelly, you think offense, ah, their defense is pretty legit this year. And I think that I'm more confident that they'll get a stop or two, and that's why I like UCLA here minus stuff. Uh, tough to find a three right now. You'll have to lay three and a half. Brad, any other bets on the board for this week that stands out to you? You know, I, I'm a, you guys don't have to wait too long. On Thursday night, uh, you can find sixes available. I like Louisiana Tech plus six against Western Kentucky. You look at Western Kentucky statistically, I mean, outgained by nearly 100 yards per game as far as yards per play differential, nearly negative one yards. Every time you snap the ball, they're negative one yard. So uh, that's tough when you've got a team that's three and two. Those stats say you should be one and four. So, therefore, I, I think I see some value there on Louisiana Tech plus six. Uh, Brad, anything you revisit as far as conference futures? I mean, it's tough compared to some other sports like the NFL with division where you can see a team that's maybe a third favorite. There, there's time for them to jump up, and they're not going to be you know, eliminated with a loss or two. But uh, in college football, I know you have opinions in the offseason where you find value in conferences uh do you do any of that in season is there a wide open conference that you keep going back to taking a look at the numbers uh really really good question uh i am a unique individual and in that uh the chances are i probably already bet it in the off season yeah. i bet about 40 conference futures in the summer and generally speaking i like to think i have an edge on the market and generally i, I tend to have already uh found the, the best of the number there uh so i don't jump into it too much uh just because i'm so focused on sides and totals whether it be fbs or F, uh, fcs i just don't have time to jump into it i mean a few that are intriguing uh you know I, i'll give you a few miami florida that was one i bet in the offseason but man you start connecting the dots at this point in the season 
And I go back to that data point. They they really handled Texas A&M kind of easily after the first 20 minutes of that game. And then you see Texas A&M perform the last couple of weeks, and you're like, wow, how good is Miami? I mean, it's almost a pick em game, Alabama and Texas A&M. And I got a Miami team that, that really hammered A&M. Uh, so uh, connecting the dots, Miami be a team down the road in the ACC that might get you some value there that people have forgot about. But, you know, generally speaking, I, I, I don't see uh, a lot of – you know, there, there's some team out of nowhere this year. It's pretty top-heavy in, in, in the fact that, yeah, there's 10, it's wide open as far as the national title race, but it's, it's the 10, 12 teams that we expected to be at the top of their conferences. We have about 10 seconds. What is a total that you like this week? Oh, wow. Uh, let's go ahead and go <laughs> uh, Toledo, Massachusetts over the total. Nice. Very nice. Brad Powers of BradPowersSports.com and Bet the Board Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Sean Zarillo joins us to talk about Major League Baseball's postseason and if there is a dark horse to win the World Series. That's right here on the BetQL Network.